Welcome to the Christian Contrast podcast, where we talk about how following Jesus leads us to live differently than the world around us. And I'm Dan here with Garrett. Hi. We are starting off 2020, and uh, we're going to talk about where we're going to have a series of, of episodes. And in this first one, we want to be able to talk about the connection between the Christian perspective to physical health. Mm-hmm. Which maybe is appropriate because the number one New Year's resolution every year is get healthy, lose yeah. weight. Got to get healthy. Got to get to the gym. Got to yeah. start eating better. Yeah. So maybe an appropriate time for us just to talk about as believers, how is our perspective on this different than maybe just the average American or the average person's perspective right. on it? So maybe here's a question for you. Okay. What are some things that you see that would be common go-to aspects of our culture's perspective? about physical health. Yeah, I mean, one of the things definitely is uh, tied to how you look. Mm-hmm. Don't you want to look better? Um, probably this time of year, and I can see all the magazines at the grocery store talking about bikini bodies and beach bodies, you know, and, and um, you know, making sure that you look and I guess come across to others as someone who's fit and eats healthy. Um, there would be some tie-in to, you know, how, how that makes you feel better about yourself and maybe have a have a better um, self-image, uh, therefore maybe a more positive outlook. But it's definitely very focused either on how others view you or do you think, um, do you value yourself enough to get healthy? Oh, and I think that that's, I think that's really helpful insight, just that a lot of the push towards health, and I, I don't even know if the show is anymore, but I, on anymore, but I remember watching The Biggest Loser yeah. when it was on, and that was a lot of the emphasis was more on um, you've got to love yourself. You've got to do this. You can't do this for other people. You have to do this for yourself. Right. So I think you're right in that there is a lot of talk about health. There's a lot of talk about you know the, the cosmetics, about how we look. Um, and it is largely focused on you feeling good about yourself, you being happy with your body, right. which is weird because then it even gets into, we have the sort of like get your beach body ready. Uh-huh. But then we also have a movement in our culture that's away from body shaming. Correct. And, you know, hey, all sizes are beautiful. So we, you know, as we often do in the United States, we're trying to do both. Yeah, we we're are. Trying, we're so trying confusing. to play both extremes where on the one hand, we have an unattainable beauty standard that many people say. And on the other hand, we have, you know, just, every body shape, you know, no matter what you right. look like, embrace that, right. you're beautiful the way During you are. During The Biggest Loser, you can have commercials right. from, you know, cosmetics companies that talk about, it's okay, whatever body size you have is great. And then there goes Biggest Loser. Yeah, and then immediately back to, to the them. show. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, one, one thing, uh, for me, anytime this subject comes up, because I do think it's, it, I think it's valuable enough that we're spending time talking about it, um, but I do think there's a caution for us as Christians, and that's that, I think this is true probably of the last 50 years and, and maybe especially the last 30 years that there's been um, a lot of temptation to use the Bible as sort of a self-help, mm-hmm. self-improvement book. And so you have a lot of Christian books that tend to be a bit more of, of self-help type books and almost as if the Bible, Jesus, the gospel is a means to an end. Like, hey, I'm dealing with anxiety, mm-hmm. so I want to find out a solution to my anxiety, and if the Bible happens to have it, that's perfect. Um, I'm having money problems, or we're having marriage problems, and sort of using that idea that there's a means to an end. I'm, I'm using this. God is useful to me. The Bible right. is useful to me. And I think health can be one more of those that we look at and that we say, all right, well, well how can the Bible be useful to us on this? And I would say, when we're talking about just sort of the nitty-gritty of, you know, how much you eat and going on diets and doing exercise, the Bible is not t- 
terribly helpful to us on that. You right. don't get, despite what some people say, there's not a diet plan in the Bible. There's not something that we get there of like this much exercise and this much health. But there are big picture concepts about physicality, about the body, and that I do think tie in to physical health. So when you think of how your faith in Jesus shapes the way that you think about health, physicality, the body, um, even things like looks, but, but just yeah. all of those things, what are some things that are at the forefront of your mind of how your perspective might be different because yeah. of your faith? I think, I think two things come up. I think the first thing is obviously um, being healthy enough to be used by God. And, and that's not to say that there's um, diseases and there's you know, disabilities someone have that they're physically unable to you know, leave a hospital bed. But I think that you know, it's a little bit different when we're talking about kind of preventable health situations that right. we found ourselves in because of bad choices that we can no longer um, be used by God in the way that He might has, have intended. And that's usually, if we're talking about physical health, it's being physically able to go out and serve the kingdom, whether that's going on a trip, mm -hmm. a mission trip, whether that's um, uh, talking to someone um, for a length of time, you know, uh, serving in a way that's physical that you have to maybe help build a well in another country and, and God had intended that for you, but um, you found yourself unable to, to do some basic functions. And I think that, um, I think there's even scripture and I think the way that Paul lived his life and the way that he sacrificed things that he could be used, um, you know, kind of the one that's talked about a lot from Paul is like being married, you know, that he saw that as a burden. I would assume that in the same way, um, being unable to perform, you know, the actions and the mission that God has for you would also be seen as, as a burden. I think the other way that I see it playing out that might be differently is that I think when we mention that the Bible is not specific about physical health, or even if you just use the Bible, let's say, to get your marriage back in shape, it wouldn't necessarily be able to adjust the current state that you have it now and just mm -hmm. reading one verse on it. But I think getting folded into a community of believers in a church is where you see kind of the more broad assistance that you might need to get your life um, back on track in the way that God would have you intend to live. And so, yeah, you know, you're, you might not be able to find uh, a diet in the Bible, but coming into a church and being part of a community of believers, you're probably going to find people who want to help you with that, who've gone through that, that route, and see your health and your physical health as part of your discipleship and you growing closer to God and you being a better um disciple of him. Yeah. And I, and I think, especially the first thing you were talking about, that that's a, that's a huge contrast, you know, Christian contrast, Yeah, um, where you think of what we were talking about with kind of the, the norm in the culture, you got to do this for yourself. Mm -hmm. You got to feel good about yourself. You got to have, you know, kind of the, the beach bod, or you got to be looking good versus saying, my life is about something bigger than me. Right. My life is about drawing near to Jesus, experiencing his life in me, and being useful so that I can help other people. Um, and so just the whole idea, like I, I know for me, um, I don't know if it was 10 years ago, or so it, it was a while ago that I just I realized like I was overweight and I had no excuse. I mean, mm -hmm. it was just like, I wasn't dealing with health problems. I wasn't dealing with, you know, like it was just, there was no excuse. And um, one of the signs to me is, man, I was just getting tired a lot faster than I mm -hmm. used to. And it was, uh, I'm thinking it was probably around my late 20s that this was happening. So it's like, all right, I was getting a little bit older, but I was doing stuff with my kids and just like, I'm worn out. And I began to look at that, just even starting with the family perspective and saying, all right, 
I don't know what chronic disease I'm going to get. I don't know if I'm going to end up paralyzed. You know, my dad, when I was nine, ended up paralyzed. That was not, you know, his fault. That was just something that happened. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, all right, there are going to be things outside of my control. But as much as it's up to me, I want to be capable of interacting at a high level with my children mm -hmm. um, and, God willing, grandchildren one day. Right. And then even beyond that, I mean, for, for part of my role, because I do a lot of teaching and preaching, um, it is, and, and I think uh, if you don't do this, you don't know, like, it has a physical toll. For sure. Um, and I know it's the same with musicians. There is a physical toll to that. I'm like, man, I, I don't want to get to age 50 and be like, I just don't know how much more of this I can do because it wears me out. I want to mm -hmm. put myself in a position, like you said, with trips. I want to put myself in a position where if I want to go on one of our go teams, it's not like, uh, there's going to be some hiking. We don't know if you can do it. You'll wear out. Yeah. So I, I think there is just the perspective of saying God has put us in these bodies. We're physical beings. Um, and if you go all the way back to Genesis, the whole idea of sort of subdue the earth and sort of subdue, we, we are, we're meant to be rulers, we're meant to be conquerors in that sense. I think there's an appropriate sense of saying, well, I've got to subdue my body. And as Paul talks about the whole idea in 1 Corinthians 9 of, you know, I, I make my body my servant. I'm not the servant of my body. The mm -hmm. body is, is the servant of me and what God has called me to do. So I think that's a massive perspective shift that could lead somebody to start behaving in a way that might be similar to somebody who's doing it for very different reasons. Right. So you might have two people hitting the gym this January, yep. and one of them is hitting the gym because they're like, man, if I don't look good in that swimsuit, what value do I have? Right. And then you've got somebody saying, I no longer want to be limited by preventable health problems from doing things that God has called me to do. So man, I'm going to I'm going to look to be faithful and to get healthy so that I'm not limited in those things. Very mm. similar actions, yeah. maybe even similar regimens and similar eating plans, but for very, very different reasons. Would you say, you know, especially from a Christian perspective, if you're, you know, a Christian and listening to this, um, would you say that having that value and that motivation would probably be even more helpful, and you probably might even see more success if you're, if you're, even if you're a Christian, but you're all you're, you're just you get these messages from culture that say do it for the beach bod, right? You know, do it for you, and yet you know you could reframe that. Because God really is asking you to be used by Him. Even you said last week in the in the sermon, you're going to be used up by God. Right. But that's because God wants to use you to do amazing things, you know, and and to share mercy and grace, and yeah. you know, to to live a life, uh, to thrive in life. Do you think that you would recommend if you're talking to someone that's struggling with health to kind of like maybe help them reframe it so that they yeah go go about it with for yeah. a different reason? Uh, I mean, for sure. I I think beyond beyond the the success of it which maybe I'll comment about you know how much it would it would help on a practical level with the success of it um, is a slightly separate question but but I would say and re like do look to reframe this because if if you're doing something it, it'll even it'll guide in how you approach it if you're doing something for the beach bod you're gonna have a different approach to even what you're doing on a practical level I think that, Christians, it should be easier for us to get to a point, and maybe this is just my realist thing, it should be easier for us to get to a point with our bodies to be like, that's good enough. Right. Like, that's good enough. I don't need to look like somebody who's on Baywatch or like, sure. this is good enough, this is getting the job done, because my main purpose for doing this is to set myself up for good health, to be useful to God, to be helpful to my family, not, not to be a drag on others. Whereas if you're doing it out of reasons primarily of vanity, 
it's it's going to be hard. When do you get to the end of that? Yeah. When do you when do you get to the end where your bicep is good enough or your stomach is flat enough mm-hmm. that you say that's good enough? So I think there's that. But but I think in terms of success, I would actually go back to something that you said earlier. Just um, the Bible's not going to outline an eating plan for us, but maybe somebody in our church family is great at that, right? And they're able to help. And I would say something that's true of of you, whether you're a Christian or not, is if you're looking to get healthy. One of the key factors almost always is that you have people who are on the journey with you. Yeah. And so whether they're they're like rooting for you, exercising with you, kind of checking in with you about the eating plan, going on the same eating plan, I'd say this is just hard stuff to do on your own. So for me, I would say, yeah, reframe, because that's just gonna be a long-term help in all of this. And also look to get some partners, whether they're doing exactly what you are, some people that that believe that this is good for the same reasons that you believe that it's good and who are really going to be helpful for you in keeping perspective, encouraging you when you're down, helping you remember, yeah, you know, I know, I know you're tired. Still get out there to the gym. Still go do it. Still keep on this eating plan. Don't cheat. It's going to pay off. Right. Um, which gets into, we were chatting before um, just about, at least I, I believe that, um, you know, getting healthy and, and living a healthy lifestyle in the United States, which is different, you know, you, you read these passages in the Bible where being fat is a blessing because right. it means you have enough food. Correct. Most You're people not were not. It, it's funny you read, you know, um, it's, it's similar where you read Song of Songs and the woman is talking about like, oh, I'm dark. And, and she's not talking about ethnically. She's like, I'm burned from the sun because I'm working outside. If only I was one of those pale women that got to stay inside all day, right. which is like opposite of now. Right. And in the Bible, it's like, oh, this is great. We have some, we have some meat on our bones where we're like, ah, get that off. Sure, yeah. Um, so just, we, we live in a weird culture where we have a problem where we are very likely to get fat unless we're active about things because we have so much excess. Yeah. So I think just getting into that, the, the fact that we live in a culture where it demands, health demands a lot of delayed gratification, right. a lot of saying no to our impulses. I think that can have a spiritual parallel if we just use that as a way of getting used to the idea of thinking down the road instead of thinking of how do I feel right now in the moment. Right, yeah. It, it makes me think of, and this maybe it's kind of a morbid story, but I, I read an article probably in a fitness magazine where this guy had heard of these stories of the, um, I think it was Indonesian tsunami. Was that in Indonesia? Like in um, yeah, there 2003. Was one. And here's stories of, of people witnessing other people who weren't able to, to get out of mm. harm's way by climbing like a waist-high wall or a branch, and they were ended up drowning. And it affected him so much that he like, quit his like CEO job and started this gym and, and all they did, they didn't have any equipment. They just went outside hmm. and did lots of swimming and exercising and, and lifting logs and rocks and things like that. And I think maybe there's a spiritual version of being able to climb that wall or climb that sure. branch and that these people weren't able to because of their physical fitness, that it takes daily choices in America, fairly difficult ones probably, of what you eat and how much you exercise so that you can be ready to do what God needs you to do at a moment's notice in some sense, For sure. you know, um, not just long-term stuff. And, and I think that, you know, when, when you talk about the difference of, of scripture's version of health, you know, these aren't things that, like you said, that 2000 years ago, 5,000 years ago, individuals struggled with, you know? And so the reason probably why there's not a lot of scripture on, on how to yeah. eat healthy, it's because most of what they ate, not only was healthy, they walked, hundreds of miles a week. It, yeah. 
you know. They, what they were eating was mostly the only option they had of what to eat, unless you were super rich, you were eating what you could so that yes. you were nourished. And yet it, there was a lot more outdoor activity. You're doing farming, you're carrying stuff. You know, yeah. even if you're not doing agriculture, like you're saying, you're probably walking long distances right. to get to the market or to get to Carry your you know, water. the temple. Yeah, carrying the yeah, water the well. back and forth. Yeah. yeah, we've got to go hit the gym because we're sitting on our rear ends in offices for eight hours. We're right. like, I got to I gotta find another way to move other than my job for many yeah. of us. You know, right. if you're a firefighter, you probably, you know, you're getting lots of physicality in that job. Yeah. You and I are not getting tons of physicality in yeah, our jobs. To, to walk around, put a treadmill under the desk. That's you know? right. Yeah, we, we do. I, I walk around downstairs just to stretch the legs. <laughs> just to come yeah. talk to other staff members. Yeah. Okay, so let me ask you this. If, if there's someone who, and that's probably most of us who are listening, who had a goal to kind of get healthy, and there's a good chance, just because of the way our culture is, that it was independent of any spiritual connection or right. any, any you know, even asking God for help, we really ask to give us the strength to be healthy. How could we take some practical steps to kind of reframe health in 2020 that better aligns with, with how God would want us to be healthy to do His work? Yeah. Well, well it, it, I think it's a great question. Um, and one thing, I'd say a couple things. One that I would say is um, have somebody else in on this with you. So maybe if, if you are somebody, and, and I know it's a very common one, if you are somebody that said, hey, 2020, I'm hitting it hard, I'm getting healthy, to say, all right, maybe you bring somebody from your life group or, or a friend, somebody in your life into it and say, all right, I do think I'm supposed to get healthy, but I want to help protect myself against vanity being the, the driving mm -hmm. force of that. I mentioned beforehand, I'm like, you know, I, I have an exercise routine. I know vanity plays a part in it, I try to limit and I try to be realistic with myself. I don't, some people are like, I don't care what I look like. I'm like, really? Yeah. So I, I would say, you know, if you're able to sit with somebody and say, I don't want vanity to be the driving force. I don't want to, to be one of those people that get into an unhealthy situation where exercise sort of becomes my, you know, my life. And at the same time, I also don't want to just fall off this and not do what I'm supposed to do. And so to have somebody to, to help you reframe it, to help remind you, here's why you're doing this, because that will help guide you on maybe, maybe you change your goal. Maybe you said, I need to lose 70 pounds. And then you look at it and you're like, I, I really don't. That's kind of vanity. Hmm. Maybe I need to lose 50. Mm -hmm. And that will really be what helps me to accomplish the thing where I'm not getting exhausted. I'm not like, I can't go out to that Bible study because I'm just spent. Um, so I think that's part bringing somebody else into it. And I think another part of it um, is just the whole idea of trying to figure out within this, this might be a way, this might be something really helpful that God uses for you to parallel in other situations. So it's like, man, saying no to that dessert because you've really, you, you, just, you need to stay disciplined in this. Um, there's a parallel to, to saying no to porn mm -hmm. or to saying no to the gossip or right. to saying no to, to, to the flare up of anger. And so if you're looking at this and you're saying, I want to be more useful to God, and so I want to, I want to do some things physically, um, try to use that as an opportunity to say, am I, though, being blind to something that's actually a much bigger issue? Because sure. you know, the people, it's funny, people quote sometimes the First Timothy 4, 7 passage of like, hey, physical exercise is of some value. Mm -hmm. Sometimes people are like, see, so get to the gym. Yeah, every like, day for two hours. Well, he's saying that by contrast. He's saying, this is of some value. It's, it's, it's worthwhile, but godliness has value for now and for the life to come. Right. So I would say if, if you're looking at this and you're like, all right, um, I'm 50 pounds overweight and I'm looking at porn, one of those is more important than the other. 
So I'm not saying forget about the gym, but I'm saying if if you're bringing somebody else into this, um, make sure you're not neglecting a spiritual issue. And God willing, there will be a positive impact of. I'm I'm saying no to this for a greater yes later on. Mm-hmm. I'm saying no to this for a greater yes later on. I'm practicing the idea of hope right. and of doing what's good now so that it pays off later. Yeah, absolutely. We talked about this. It's almost like, you know, the spiritual discipline, uh, whether it's patience, whether it's you know abstaining from something, you know, to so something can be better later. You know, studies show that you know when you have success in one area, you're more likely to have success in another area. Yeah, there can life. be a positive kind of snowball thing that happens. Right. Like that. Yeah, absolutely. And 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 even even if you're racked with guilt or you're not racked with guilt, the fact that you've maybe struggled to make healthy choices, you know, um, when it comes to food and exercise, probably means that you're struggling in a lot of ways to to strengthen that area of having strong resolve and being able to follow through with decisions. And it's probably affecting your spiritual life and maybe your marriage and maybe your, you know, your job because you, you haven't had these successes. And so I think that, like you said, this could be a way in which you practice, you know, committing to something and following through and seeing growth and seeing success. And, 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 and a lot of ways that, that mirrors spiritual disciplines and discipleship, you know, like, I guess in a lot of ways, you know, reading the Bible through the, through the, all the way through in a year, kind of mirrors staying healthy for a year mm-hmm. and exercising regularly for a year, and that you'll see success more likely in both if you commit to both and and do them. Yeah, uh, yeah, I I agree, and I do think, um, yeah, I, I think when we get into all of that, there there is a relationship between those things, and that we can leverage that, especially if other people are involved. And and again, just even with what the Bible says about health, you know, people will bring up gluttony, right? like, all right, gluttony's in the Bible. And it's like, well, first of all, not very much, but yeah, gluttony does get mentioned in the Proverbs. Gluttony is usually connected to drunkenness. Mm-hmm. Gluttony is usually connected to an overall lifestyle that is led by the appetites. So I think the whole idea is that in, in Proverbs, it's not being like, hey, you're a little fat, you need to get on top of that. It's you are being led by your physical right. appetites. And I do think when we do that with food, it it does create patterns where we're starting to do that with with our sexual appetites. We're starting to do that with our anger. We're getting shorter. It's not a hundred percent, but but I do think, um, man, it, if we begin to look at this and say, I want my body to be my servant, and then within that, if we're saying, all right, let let me just be realistic. What I'm doing at the gym, that's of some value, and I need to be in the scriptures. And so right. maybe even connect. Maybe, maybe you set up your routine and you say, I get up at this time. I read the Bible. I'm not allowed to hit the gym before I read the Bible. Mm-hmm. Or maybe you're like, I hit the gym and then read the, you know. It, yeah. But but to connect the two, to, to say, this is part of the way that I want to orient my life um, so that my life really is about saying, God, I don't want anything to get in the way of me being able to serve you in a meaningful, life-impacting way that you'd call me to do so. I don't want my health, my lack of knowledge of the Bible, the fact that I have some besetting sin. I don't want any of that to get in the way of me being as useful to you yeah. as I can possibly be. I love that. I mean, it made me think of we have you know, Go Team Sunday coming up around mm-hmm. this season, you know, and there, there could be people who and we kind of talked about who aren't necessarily physically able to go. You could sign up for one, you know, that's mm-hmm. months from now. And have the right motivation to get healthy, because not only will you will be physically demanding, you're probably not going to be able to eat the same that's foods also, that you yeah. want to. And there could be a connection that you have with food that's that's overriding your ability to be used by God. And so by saying, "Okay, I'll go to Uganda or I'll go to Thailand in October, and I'm going to get ready for that," and both physically and both um, 
acknowledging my unhealthy connections maybe with the food choices that I make so that I can be used by God. And I think that would be probably a much better motivating factor than getting a beach bod ready for the it's, summer. It's very true. It's a different reason why looking to the summer as an endpoint. I love that. Yeah, yeah. Well, one of the things, you know, in, in upcoming episodes where we're going to talk about kind of the connection with mental health or emotional health, which we haven't got into as much today, but we right. are going to get into because our bodies and our spirits are connected. There's lots of, you know, the reason why Jesus was sweating like drops of blood was not because he had just exercised. It was because right. he was stressed out. David in, uh, in Psalm 38 talks about how his guilt is like his bones are being crushed. Mm -hmm. So we do want to delve into that also, and I think that those could be helpful things for us to talk about with the connection to the body and also just with our overall way that we're approaching our relationship with God. Yep. Um, but yeah, but, but with this one, I, it, for those of you who listen, thanks for taking the time. I hope this was helpful. Um, weigh in. That sounds funny to say weigh in <laughs> this time, but, um, but weigh in, especially on Facebook where we post all these, uh, episodes. Um, if you have a comment, if you have a thought, if something was helpful, if you feel like there's something that was missed, um, we'd love to keep the conversation going with that. Um, if you feel like you heard something good that you want to do and you're like, I, I do kind of need a partner on this and you feel like you need a little bit of help with that, maybe we can help connect you to, to, to somebody who will help with that. Uh, but thanks for taking the time to listen, and we look forward to the next time that we'll all talk on the Christian Contrast. Let's get